grow closer to God in each and every day of our lives. And then he will direct our ways. And God will direct your way if you want to draw close to him. God bless you this morning. Thank you for joining us in our Sunday school hour. We are getting ready to enter into our worship hour. Uh, we're going to get a song. And then we're going to get into our word for the morning. Again, wish each of you a happy Father's Day. Those who did not tune in at the beginning of our broadcast. But we wish you a happy Father's Day. And we hope that you would just have a wonderful day. But make sure that you draw closer to God, our Heavenly Father. He is the one that we need. He is the one that uh, we uh, have our hope and our trust in this morning. So my wife is coming and uh, we're going to have a song and we're going to get into our word for today. Happy Father's Day, everyone. It was a great thing that he did for me. We're going to try to say this. It's been a long while, but we're going to do it, okay? <laughs> she might do it. We'll, we'll say it. Come on. Okay. The Lord has brought me through all of my trials. And when I failed him, he didn't cast me away. He stood right by me through all of my troubles. And when I was lost, he didn't let me go astray. He took my sins and he saved my soul. He cleaned me up and he made me whole. Jesus Oh, 
did for me. Jesus died on Calvary to save an old wretch like I you did. and me. <laughs> it was a great thing that he, did. that he did for me. Thank God for this song. It was a great thing mm -hmm. that he did for me. Is there a word from the Lord? This morning we ask you to turn your Bibles to Genesis uh, 21st chapter, verses 1 through 5. Genesis, the 21st chapter, verses 1 through 5. Our scripture read, And the Lord visited Sarah, and he had said, And the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, and he set time of which God had spoken of him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac, being eight days old, and God had commanded him. And Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. May the Lord bless the reading mm -hmm. and the hearing of his holy and his righteous word. Mm -hmm. You know, I love both of my children. And when I look back, when I we had Chandra, uh, she was the cutest, sweetest, and prettiest little girl that I've ever seen in my life. And uh, she had this full head of hair, black curly hair, and it was so special that, uh, that, that we spoiled her to death. And she still got the grips on her today. She still spoiled. And she was the apple of our eye. And her mother was so proud of, of that paraded her little girl around, knowing that she was the prettiest little girl that she'd ever seen, and nobody could ever take her eyes off of her. And she was and is special to us even today. But it was when we had that boy. We had a son. And a son brings a sense of completeness to your your marriage and your relationships. You have a daughter that's good and fine, but that daughter can give you grandchildren. But the father uh, 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 of a husband seems to have gone on ownership of her children because of the last name. Okay. A son has a hope of a father that he will give on the generation that a daughter somehow can't give. They can't give you a son with your last name, but a yeah. son has the capacity to give you a, 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 a last name son to carry on your lineage generation. from generation to generation. So, so when we had our son, head full of black hair, like his sister, and, and I felt my promise being fulfilled that God was giving me someone to be able to carry on the generation Amen. ahead of us. And, 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 and as much as I love my daughter, I love my granddaughter, Ashanti, and my and, and Ty, my, my grandson by my daughter, but my son, Jay, my, my son got another son named Jace. He got a son named Jace. It's hopefully uh, Jace is a Gilbert, that he will be able to fulfill the legacy of continuing our family on from generation to generation. Amen. Asante children, see, and, and Ty's children, they won't be Gilbert. Mm -mm. You know, Ashanti will be whoever she married. Ty will be an Allen, so she won't be Gilbert. So the Gilbert name, he, he, the, the, the Gilbert seed will go on through yeah. Ty, but yeah. the name will not go on through Ty. So yeah. we, we love Ty just as much as I love all of my grandchildren. But when a father has a son and his son has a son, that gives you an, a, a, a legacy that can go on from generation to generation. Amen. And just like my father had a son, then now I can be able to have my son and my son's son to be able to go on and to be able to carry on the legacy to fulfill 
the promise that God has put into our life. So today, I want to talk about a father's promise comes true. Amen. Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come. And as we come, Lord, we ask you just to lower your dear servant down in the deep well of that salvation. Touch my lips that I might boldly say those things that you have laid upon my heart. Lord, help me to be able to speak boldly with clarity and understanding. Well, from the highest educated to the simplest of mind, from the richest to the poorest, we'll be able to receive words to nurture and to be able to build them up and to help them to know that the living God. God bless you. God thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You know, on Father's Day, I reflect back to the years that my father was nurturing me and how uh, he wanted to be me to become the man that I am. And my father used to tell me that a man's name is the only thing that he had that he can own and control. And, 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 and property and land, you might own it and control it, but when you die, it's gone. But your name, your name is going to last. Folk, you're going to die and folk going to still be talking about your bad name or your good name. That you cannot kill it. It will never go child. away. It will follow you in generations of your children. But what the name represents uh, is in all of your control is how you live. Amen. How you live is going to represent what your name is. If your name is good reputation, you own it. But if your name has got a bad reputation, what you own that too, don't you? Yeah. The importance of a name weighs volumes in how we deal with life in the future generations to come. And, and, and one's name can be the catalyst of success, but also failure, depending upon the character that your name what represents. Amen. And a man and a woman's name is relative to his or her word. Amen. And that and always taught me that a man's word is his bond. Yes. A man's word is his bond and, 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 and as good as a written contract if you would take this man at his word. Come Proverbs on. 21 and 1 says, A good name is better than a chosen of great riches and a loving favor rather than silver and gold. Amen. A good name is greater than riches and one's character is greater than gold. Hey. Nothing hey. can take the place of a good name. Amen. Many of men and their families acquire wealth and try hard to buy name. But you know that you can't buy a name. At the end of the day, you got to deal with who you is, ain't it? And you can't buy that name. Yeah. And, and you can't buy a good name with money. Nope. And you can't buy a good name with tainted money. Nope. And if the money is tainted, your name is tainted with you. Amen. And your name is no better than the money you bought it with, ain't yeah. it? So a good name got to be earned, ain't it? And then it passed along uh, through the legacy and the character of your children by making good judgment. A name is something that you will get a long way in life if you learn to respect that name. Amen. A good name is the inheritance that you have from your father and your father's father down through the generations, and you continue to try to keep that name with good respect. Amen. A son who gives you opportunity to have your name go on and on as long as that son and his son's son walk in the same integrity that you walk in. And the promise of generation depends on God's blessing you with sons. Amen. You got to have the sons in order for to carry on that legacy of your Amen. name. But the problem is, in our generation, is that we are killing one another. Come on, preacher. And how can you have a legacy in your family when a large portion of our black sons and 
and, and fathers are in jail hmm. or in the grave. You, you can't carry on a legacy if you're in jail or in a grave. Amen. They have no respect for their name, their legacy, or the legacy of the future generation. Mm -hmm. And what future do generations have if they're left in jail or in a grave? And the only set of failure for the next generation when you live that type of life. Amen. you know. And our future seems to be one generation from extinction. You know, I talked about it a few Sundays ago, you know, when we talk about this new redefinition and when we talk about the way that the world is going and we're finding ourselves that we're going to uh, make ourselves extinct because uh, the, the new relationships don't, don't produce. If you got a relationship is not producing, that relationship cannot carry your legacy on to the next generation. So our name may fade out in the jails of America, in the streets of our inner cities, in the back roads of rural America, and on the battlefields of Iraq and Afghanistan or wherever we are, and the streets of this world, that we are facing extinction, fathers, if we don't do something or our promises may never come to fruition. God made you a promise, but you got to be able to produce and to reproduce in order for to have a legacy to pass on to your children. Amen. As we come to our text this morning, we find a man who has been promised generations of children that will outnumber the sands of the sea and the stars of the sky. God promised Abraham back in Genesis 4 and 6. He said, as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall the name of men more than called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for the father of many nations I have made thee. See, the problem is that he didn't have any children. He didn't have any sons. Or with the right name. I, I, he, he had a son, but he didn't have sons what, with the right name. On, and the one son that he had was by, by Hagar, the one that they couldn't, uh, could, uh, could, what's the word I'm looking at? Uh, uh, they, 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 they schemed to try to come up with a son, not waiting on God. Come Abraham on. and Sarah thought that they could uh, do the work for God. See, sometimes you think you can do the work for God, but God has to do this work all by himself. Amen. Abraham allowed his lustful desires for this young Egyptian woman to drive him to make a senseless decision, refusing to wait on God. Mm. Abraham allowed that what Sarah thought that would be the solution to their promise became a curse. Yeah. And Hagar arrogantly sporting her young son around, showing uh, Sir that I got a son and you gonna have all of a sudden, now Sir becomes what? Vengeful and spiteful and vindictive and, and what she thought will bring them happiness in their situation brought shame and humiliation. And after forsaking the word of God, contriving this scheme to be able to have a son by Hagar, Ishmael being born, still she felt empty. She thought that having Hagar, having her a child will give her the fulfillment of having a son. But now a mother understands that if yeah. that child don't come out of her own loins, that somehow that she felt like she has failed. She felt 
empty. Yes. Shamed and humiliated. She made Abraham drive Hagar off into the wilderness. The son that she thought was going to be their promise became a cursed man. She want to drive that son who is in an amazing how You take your promise and then you want to throw it away. Come on. You ask God and you scheme to get God and to make a promise for yourself instead of waiting for the promise of God. Now you want to take that and throw it away. Yep. In order for God's promise to be fulfilled, something got to happen in, in your life. God told Abraham later in this chapter, And Sariah, thy wife, thou shalt call her name, but Sariah, but Sarah, for her name shall be. And I will bless her and give her a son. And yea, I will bless her and shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. The Bible said, Then Sarah, or then Abraham, fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? Mm -hmm. And shall Sarah, that is ninety years old, bear? Mm -hmm. So they last. See, you should look around and say, you don't know whose God is mm -hmm. going to bless, do you? Yeah. You don't know who God is going to bless. And you might look that it looks don't have nothing to do with what God is going to do in your life. Amen. Abraham fell on his face and laughed and knowing that he was a hundred years old and Sarah was ninety. And he said, I'm too old to fulfill the promises of God. See, we can look at external and think that God can't work with it. But God can work with anything, can he? He can work with things that are too old, ain't he? And, and then many of us today, we still waiting on God's promise to come into our life. But we are also trapped into that place called what too old. Mm -hmm. Too old to preach. You're too old to teach. You're too old to work. You're too old to help out. You're too old to assist. You're too old to mentor anybody. You're too old to listen to anybody. And then you're just too old. We got folk that's, that's too old to do anything. But then on the other hand, we got folk too young to do things now. But when God come into the situation, he can take old folk and young folk and do great things. It's not about how old we are. It's not about how young we are. If we are committed to the cause of Christ, God can work with anything. So we retire to this place, sometimes called too old, never dreaming or realizing that God's fulfilled promises have not happened in our life. And we think we're too old to receive it. It's amazing to me that so many elders that we consider too old in the church are doing all the work. Huh? All of the old ladies are doing it in the kitchen. All of the old men are out there cutting grass. All of the old uh, members of the church out there doing what the young members ain't doing. So yep. they say we're too old, but if we're too old, why are they allowing us to do everything? Exactly. Huh? So we've seen they get caught up into being too old too soon. Abraham said, sir, thinking that they were too old and to fulfill the promise that God has for their life. See, God never promises you anything that you are too old to accomplish. Amen. God will give you a task, but give you time. Time and chance, go to Proverbs, time and chance happens to us all. Amen. God will give you an assignment, even in your age, but God will give you time to accomplish that thing before you leave here. So Thank you, you ain't never too old to accomplish what Thank God has put on your heart. Thank but in our text this morning, we find God making a promise to a father come true. Mm -hmm. Our text says that in and the Lord visited Sarah, and he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah that he had spoken. Mm -hmm. 
in Vassar conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age yep. at the set time in which God had spoken to him. Mm -hmm. So the first point we want to bring up this morning is that God's promises will be fulfilled in his set time. See, in his set time. See, the problem that I had with my children and I have with my business and everything else I deal with is the lack of patience. We, we, we lack patience and we want things to happen at our, right now. We want things to accomplish when God tells us something. We want God to do it right now. Amen. See, Abraham and Sarah suffered from the same lack of patience. Yeah. And they wanted God to give them a son, but they weren't willing to wait for God and his promised plan to be fulfilled in their life. See, our lack of patience have gotten us into some squeaky situations into our lives, and many times we'd have never been in it if we'd been patient enough. Yeah. Has anybody been there? Uh, do anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? That you done got yourself in the situation if you had only been patient enough to wait on it. Rushing into adult relationship when you got a child like mine. <laughs> How do you expect to deal with an adult relationship when you got a child like mine? Mm -hmm. See, getting what you want before you can handle the responsibility done got a whole lot of us in trouble, ain't it? See, this very thing had caused uh, adolescent and teenage moms and dads with pregnancies and alcoholic problems and pornography, incest, all kinds of problems, homosexuality, lesbianism, stealing, and many other things because of the lack of what? Patience. See, our young minds with adult thinking can be a dangerous mix. But what about old minds with, with a lot of lesson thinking, I told you it could be dangerous, but young minds with adult thinking and old minds with adolescent thinking are both a but dangerous mix. Don't mix old with the new. You remember the Bible said, don't take an old garment and put it with a new one. Don't, don't, don't take old wine or new wine and put it in an old or a jug. See, old and new sometimes when they don't mix, something got to give up, ain't it? And most of the time, the old going to give up. And the new is just going to take advantage of it. So God Man. visited Sarah and said unto her, and she conceived and bore him a son in her old age. When Abraham thought that he and Sarah was too old to accomplish what God had promised them, God made it possible in his set time. Man. See, old folk used to say he may not come when he wanted but he's going to come right on time. Even as old as Abraham and Sarah were at the time, never before were they mentally and spiritually ready to be able to handle their situation. See, what God does, God allows you the time to mature, to be able to mentally and spiritually handle where he want to take you. Amen. If he ain't took you there yet, Maybe it's your mentality and your maturity not coming to the level where God can use you. Amen. You can't have an adolescent mind with a, uh, uh, an adult responsibility. Got, it ain't going to work. you got to have an adult mind with an adult responsibility to go along with that. God knows how to place you in the right place at the right time to make you better suited to handle the situation that he's prepared for you to be able to receive the promise for your life. Amen. 
If God promised you prosperity, you got to be know how to handle it, ain't it? See, a lot of people get money and don't know how to land it. If God gives you power and authority, you got to know how to handle it. Amen. If he promised you favor, you got to know how to handle it. Yeah. If he blesses you with fame, you got to know how to handle it. If he gives you anything in life, you got to know how to handle it. So God has this appointed time for each of us Amen. to be able to be blessed with the promise, but we have to have the right time and the right spiritual growth in order for the handling. Then our next point is that we are never too old to fulfill God's promise for our life. Our text says that Abraham called his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bore unto him Isaac. And Abraham uh, circumcised his son Isaac being eight days old, and God commanded him. And Abraham was, what, a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. See, Isaac called his son, excuse me, Abraham called his son Isaac, which means to laugh, knowing that both he and Sarah laughed at the promise of having a son in their old age. Sarah said later, God had made me laugh. So that all that here will laugh with me. Who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah would have a given children suck? For I have been born him a son in his old age. See, it does seem funny when you think about how God has uh, worked things out in your life after all of the worry that you've been through. Ain't it amazing how worry don't help anything? It doesn't hinder anything. It doesn't stop anything. Worry don't change anything. But many of us, we're caught into what? Worry. We worry about stuff because we can't see what the end going to be. So he worried about that thing, about it. So I've seen times that worry so much about business and about what God is trying to do in my own life that I forget that God is in control. No matter how old you are, if God has made you a promise, yeah. it will come to fruition in his time. You just need to, what, hold on out for it. Mm -hmm. Never think that it's over until what? And until it's over. Our children at times make us think, that God made a mistake, ain't he? Yeah. But just give them time. Jeez. Give them children time. Yeah, to hold on. You didn't get it the first time no, you got no, it. No, 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 God no. had to work with you for some Man, time. Lord. He said, you old and ain't got it. <laughs> and you want your children to get it right now. So give God time. Give your yes, children time. They're never too old to turn their lives around. No. You did, didn't you? Yes, if Lord. you turn Thank your you. life around, maybe Thank God you. give them time to turn their life yes, around. Lord. On yes, this Father's Day. Yes, yes, Don't Lord. give up on your children. Yeah. They're still trying to work out to get this thing in their life. They want the promise that God gave them. God promised that I'll never leave you, neither will I ever forsake you. Thank Fathers. You, Make the same promise to your children. Yeah. Tell your children that I don't care what you do. I ain't going to never leave you. Never will I ever forsake you. you. No, whatever they do, be there for them. They're your children no matter what they do. You're yeah. their father no matter what yeah. they do. So be a father to the children. Don't never leave them. Nor to neither forsake them. Be there for your children. God fulfilled Abraham's promise when he was 100 years old. And see, you ain't that old yet, is you? 
Huh? So God got time to be able to do some marvelous works in yes, your life if you just give him time. Yes. Each parent, whether ceremoniously or not, have made the same promise to the children that you will never leave them or neither will you ever forsake them. So you got to be there for your children. God gave them to us, didn't he? He gave us children. You know, he gave us our children. And, and we need to be, what, good parents. And when we present our children to God, we put them under the same covenant promise that God promised to Abraham. Amen. As we grow old, God will hold to his promises and he'll always be there, won't he? Yes, Abraham got his son. Now, fathers, we have our children that need the same devotion that he had trying to raise his children. This, this, this last and tedious days that we are in, we need to be good fathers. We need fathers that care for their children. Mm. The future of our fathers is being threatened every day. Yeah. And let us hold fast to the hope that God will fulfill the promise that yes. he has for our life in yes. this new time. Yes. He has a set time for us. All we need to do is to be faithful. Yes. Let us be faithful. Let us be faithful and stand and be the fathers that we should. So as we close this morning, never before in the history of our nation, in the world that we live in, we need fathers to stand out. You know, not an average everyday Joe. I ain't talking about the everyday father, but the father exemplary. I'm talking about the father above and beyond. A father is one who has recognized the godly character that he has and by always keeping his promises to his family, remaining faithful to them as he grow older. Amen. Men devoted to their wives and family trusting to live in all of the ways of the Lord. Fathers willing to have patience with their children and their wives and their family almost becoming extinct in the world we live in today. The godly example of a father has almost vanished in the world that we live in today. And those are left are poor examples. How you going to have a father that the example of is in jail or in prison or even dead, get killed on the streets of America because he will not come from those streets and give his life to Christ. But if God got a godly father, we should be pleased about that. But God is not pleased, especially in the downfall of America and our children in the world that we live in. Men, until we become Godly fathers as an example to our family Sit. that God portrayed by keeping us that Sit. he will never uh, turn us away and he will be there for us and always be our God to help us get the next generation in line. God's good fathers mm -hmm. are always sometimes good sons, ain't mm -hmm. A good father, he was a good son. Yes, he was. But he became a good father. But very seldom do we get good fathers out of bad sons. <laughs> it can happen, can't it? Yeah, it can it happen. Can happen. It can. But thing is, it's far and in between. Solomon said in Proverbs 23, 22, and 25, Hearken unto the father that begot thee. Despise not the mother when she is old, but by the truth, sell it not. But he said also wisdom and instruction and understanding. The father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice. And he that begetteth a wise child shall have joy in him. Thy father and thy mother shall be glad. And she that bore shall rejoice. See, many of our kids today think that we're too old to, and, and to understand. 
Uh, we too old to understand, and I, I might not understand everything. And I, I, I'm, I, I'm too, I'm old too. But what I do understand is that you need Jesus. Yeah. I, I don't care where you are. I don't care how how old I get. I don't care how antique I get. I know you need Jesus. Jesus. You need Jesus, and Jesus. you need a good mother and a good father. Yeah. Good fathers are the foundation of the ideal family. Mm. And the, uh, th there are good families out there that don't have fathers. I, I'm not disallowing that. But the model that God created was a good father to be there for the family. Yes. Fathers are to pray for their children and be patient that God is allowing him to work into their lives. Amen. And, and, and just as Abraham was too old when he had children, we have time for God to fulfill that promise in our lives too. They might not change in our lifetime, your children, mm -hmm. but sow this seed into their lives. Yeah. We must trust God and trust him that he'll work things out for yes, them. It brings a father joy when he sees his children uh, living a full, prosperous life in Christ Jesus. Yeah. More than that I want for them to have a good education, a good job, or a good home, or, or, or a good I want them to know Jesus. Yeah. If my children know Jesus, then the promise that has come by God in my life has come true. Yeah. My father uh, wanted me to get to know the Lord, and I hope that my children will have a good knowing knowledge of the Lord and what he does for them in their lives. See, many fathers today feel as though that they waited long enough for the promise. <laughs> because I, but I encourage you today to just hold on. Your promise may be what? Right, right around the corner, ain't it? See, what about that wayward son or that wayward daughter coming home, that broken marriage coming together again, that burdensome job becoming easy, those bills piling up coming down again, that broken spirit being lifted up. I'm looking for a breakthrough. I don't know about you. I'm not focusing on my down. I've been focusing on me going up. Abraham and Sarah never thought that they would have a son to carry on the legacy of their family. But when time looked as though things were running out, God showed up on time. Won't he do it? How many of you know this morning that he's still in the blessing business? Huh? God is still in the blessing yes, business. He he's still fulfilling the promises yes, that he's made yes. to you. All thing you need to do is hold on and hold, hold out. On. He is in the promise keeping business. And I told you a few weeks ago, he's there. What? Oh, He's there all the time. When it seems like your burden is too hard to bear, God is there yeah, all, the, all time. the time. God is right there all the time to make your promises come true. Amen. The Bible says, in the hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. See, your promise was given to you before the world began. Amen. Before it was framed, then God cannot lie. Ain't it? And what God has for you is for you, ain't it? Many of your fathers think that your situation is special. And God doesn't do special promises. But I want you to know this morning, over 30 years ago, the song was written by uh, Sister Clara Griffin. And she wrote these words, and it was sung by Roberta Martin. He says, that, have you any rivers that you think are impossible? Have you any mountains that you can't come through? See, God specializes in things impossible, and he will do 
what uh, no other power can do. God has the power to make those special promises that come true in your life if you're willing to wait on it and hold out for it. It doesn't look like it's coming soon enough, but God knows all about you and when you need it, ain't it? He knows when you need it, he knows whether you can handle it, and he knows whether or not it's the best thing for you tonight. Hey, everything hey, you want hey, ain't the best thing for you. But what God promised for you is the best thing for you. But what you need to learn to do is hold on and hold, hold down. On. Hold on. Don't give up on God. Mm -mm. Trust God. Yeah. He'll fulfill the promises that he has made in your life when things look like they were impossible because God specializes hey. in things that look impossible because he can do what no other power can do. So hey. we wish you each of you a happy Father's Day. Men, hey. wait on God for your promise. God's going to turn things around if you would only put your trust in him. Trust in God. Keep him in your heart. Forever look to him for all things working to the good of those that love the Lord, that are called according to his purpose. God got a purpose in your life. He's got a promise for your life. But if you just hold up a little while longer, everything going to be all right. Do you leave it this morning? So happy Father's Day. Keep looking for your promise. A father's promise will come true. Amen. If you can only hold on and hold out. Amen. God got a promise for you. Amen. And if you just hold on, God will make that thing come true in your life. Mm. A promise come true. All of us fathers desire the best for our children. But the thing about it is we can't do everything. Mm -mm. You try to do everything for your children. I remember Joe Morgan told me, he said, your kids need to learn how to change the tire. You know, and, and I thought about that thing. But every time one of my kids have a flat tire, I jump in the car and run over there and change the tire. Mm -hmm. Joe says, you need to learn and let your kids learn how to change the tire. See, you, you don't help your kids by what? Changing the tires for them all the time. Train up a child in the way that he would go. Yes. Huh? And look, and they won't depart from it uh -uh. if you teach them the right principles. Yeah. But we got to put our kids in a place where they are responsible and accountable. That they too can teach their children yes. and their children's children. Yes. So we're trusting God today. God bless you. May heaven have a smile upon you. Mm. If there is one today who have not accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, we invite you today to receive him into your heart. He says that if you will confess with your mouth, then believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. He said, Thou shall be saved. We invite you today to get to know him. Invite him to come into your heart. Invite him to come into your life, into your family, into your home. And let you be the father that you desire to be. That's the type of man that we have. We have a God that loves us and cares for us. And if you would accept him today, he will make your promises come true. At his time, and in his set time in your life. So trust him today. God bless you. And may heaven ever smile upon you. Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for, again for this day. We thank you for this word. And we hopefully, as Abraham's promise came true, even in denial, even when he questioned God, even while he laughed at God, God still carried out the promise and became true to his word. God is true to his word. So put your trust in him today. God bless you.
heaven I will smile upon you. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ may it rest, rule, and abide with us henceforth and forevermore. Let every heart say, Amen.